everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. So we're talking about the value of a support system when you want to lose weight. This is so important. And I think a lot of people think they're just going to successfully lose weight on their own. And that is probably not going to happen because if we really think about it, honestly, you're not just going to start one day and all of a sudden just be a totally different person. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, it, it's a growth, it's an evolution, it's a process. And you're going to have times when you feel discouraged and frustrated and down and confused and all these other things. So you need to have some outside support right from the beginning. Now, there's obviously a wide spectrum of support that you can get. I mean, from the, you know, hiring a personal coach to watching videos online. I mean, there, there's a whole spectrum of it, but it almost doesn't matter which one you choose as long as you go into the process knowing that you have a support system, someplace that you can go and reinforce uh, your motivation, your clarity, your goals, what you want to accomplish. And if, again, it, what a lot of people do is they think, I'm just going to do this on my own and I'll just do it. And then what happens is they get a little bit into it and they hit a tough day right? Where they just feel frustrated or discouraged or irritated. And if there's nothing to pull them out of that, then it's most likely what's going to happen is they're just going to quit. Okay. And if you look at your own experience, you'll probably notice that, that things are going great. And all of a sudden something happened and then you get off track and there was nothing there to help guide you back on track. And so if you look at anything anyone wants to get good at in life, there needs to be some kind of outside support system. And as I said, I mean, again, ideally we could all just hire a personal coach. So I know that's not financially um, you know, feasible for a lot of people. It does not need to be that. You know, it could be committing to literally reading books that, that, that motivate you and focus you, watching videos on YouTube, on Instagram, people you follow, having someone outside of yourself that you can at least look to. Um, when you feel kind of discouraged or frustrated or just down. And if you go into the process with that already in your head, knowing that you can rely on that when things get difficult, because they're always, they're going to get difficult. And I think a lot of times we approach weight loss in our diets and we're, we're trying to be positive. And, but part of our positive thinking is thinking we're, we're just going to stay on track and everything's going to be fine. And we're always going to feel this way. And I think real positive thinking is when we anticipate and expect that there's going to be ups and downs and we prepare for it. That to me is real genuine positive thinking because now you're developing strategies to help you when you may hit a bump in, or a dip and you're going to. And so instead of just trying to pretend that everything's going to be perfect because we decided we're going to lose weight one day, we set ourselves up more strategically to have some outside sources of motivation and support for when we do get down so that we can get re-motivated, refocused. Because again, you're going to hit times. You could start out strong, but there's always going to be some times over a year um, where you just get a little off track at whatever you know, level of that you do. And so it's important that you have something that you can look to and say, okay, I'm not 100% on track to imperfect, but I'm going to at least watch my Instagram person I follow. Or I'm at least going to go watch a YouTube video that, that, uh, that is going to help keep me kind of in the game at least. All right. So if you do this, I think it's very, very helpful because all of a sudden um, it doesn't just feel like it's you because you doing this alone probably has a really poor track record of results. And so we've got to change things up as many things as you can change up with your new approach to mastering your weight. Most likely the better results you're going to get and finding a support system and taking that seriously is one of the most important things I think you can do to really get the long-term results you're looking for. So I hope this helps you out. I wish you the best of luck with this. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll get into those. I don't know if anyone asked any questions. And people have some interesting names. <laughs> Uh, there we are. So yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. If not, forever hold your peace and I will not be here long. <laughs> I won't be here long either way. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done today. I'm in the process of, I just changed my whole computer setup. So I'm kind of testing it out more than anything right here. So um, anyways, why do I gain weight when I start eating normally? Um, well, I mean, it all comes down to the calories right? So um, why I gain weight when I start eating normally. So you're normal eating, you're always gaining weight. You know, um, that, that I would, I would clarify that question. 
right? We may say, well, I, I diet and then I go back to eat normally and I gain weight, right? If that's the question you're asking, it's because we all have our average calorie consumption. And if we're not paying attention to what we're eating, how we're living, uh, reducing calories, we're just kind of living our lives. We have kind of an average calories that we're consuming over a week, right? And so all of a sudden we go on a diet and we dramatically cut the calories, okay? And then if you go back to eating normally, well, you bring the calories back up, you're going to gain weight, right? When you cut the calories, you're going to lose weight. When you bring the calories back up from this low part, let's, let's make this real simple, right? We have our average, ca average calorie consumption. We cut the weight down, the calories down. Um, our weight goes down. Now we go back to eating normally. We bring the calories back up to where they were and we put the weight back on. That's why. Um, and if you're just saying, I just typically eat normally and I keep, my weight keeps going up. Um, that's probably not what's happening, you know? Um, what, but if you're, if you're eating normal, again, if you're, if your weight's going up, it's cause you're eating more calories, you're consuming more calories, you know, you know, there's some physical thing going on, you know? So, so I can't speak to that for you, but, um, you know, everything else being equal, your weight's going up or down because your calorie consumption's going up or down. It's kind of simple that way. Um, so something that helped me was making a small Instagram account. I documented my meals, steps, and fasts. And in four months, I lost 10 kilograms, but I'm also fitter and have a great routine. My friends and family helped me stay accountable. So that's brilliant. That's a brilliant strategy for support. Almost a reverse support system. That's wonderful. And I think it makes a lot of sense that it would work because there's a lot of things involved with that. One of the best things I ever learned, and this affects me to this day, this is why I do what I do, I swear. The first personal development book I ever read was um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in the beginning of that book, he talks about go through this book as if you were going to teach it to someone. And that really had such an impact on me because I realized if I just read this passively, I'll just read it, whatever. Um, but if I read this as if I was going to teach it to someone, I'm going to read it on a whole different level. And that truly impacted me. And I read every book now, like literally now here I am, you know, 30 years later when I read books, I pretty much study books, you know, so like I'll read the book, but I'm reading it with a notepad where I'm writing down notes of things that I think are, you know, really important and valuable. But of course now I actually literally teach it. Right. So, so it's been, you know, there was a lot of years where I wasn't doing that. And so I think I absolutely, and I know it sounds almost like counterintuitive that if you want to lose weight, like you're going to help other people lose weight, but you can absolutely. And that's a great way to do it. Start documenting things, start, you know, in order to help other people, you don't just have to be the master who knows everything is just letting everyone know. <clears throat> Another model of doing that is the reporter model, right? Where you are actively working to, you know, change your weight or your lifestyle and you're literally documenting it as you do it. And so people are watching you as you do that. And yes, absolutely. It'll hold you um, accountable, uh, it, it allows you to talk about it more. You're thinking about it more because you're thinking about what you're going to document. You get feedback on it. So I think that is a wonderful strategy, right? Um, yeah. Making those accounts led to my friends eating healthier and cooking more and more of them joined the gym and began working out. Yeah. So that's super, again, a great strategy. If you've got it in you, if you're that type of person documenting it for people, um, guarantee that'll help you because again, it's that idea. Like even when I'm reading the book 30 years ago, when I'm reading the book thinking I'm going to teach this to someone. I wasn't teaching it to anyone at the time, but just thinking that way caused me to think about the information differently. It kind of elevated my thinking. And so, yeah, another version of that would be starting an Instagram account, a YouTube account, something where you're, you're kind of sharing and reporting on what you're doing it. Um, so I think that's a great strategy. So I'm glad you shared that. And I, I would suggest anyone else feel free to use that. You know, I think you can't have enough people documenting their success and their, their uh, journey towards health, you know? Should I eat even if I don't feel hungry and it doesn't meet my daily caloric intake? Um, tucks the big bucks. I, me personally, I, I feel like, again, the, the golden rule of program yourself then is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And so some people will say only eat when you're hungry. That doesn't work for me because if I eat only when I'm hungry, turns out I'm always hungry. <laughs> I'm, I could just eat all day long. Me. So it's easier for me. I eat very structurally. I have very structured eating processes and I will just eat almost out of time. Like, okay, it's eight o'clock. I'm gonna eat breakfast. It's noonish. I'm gonna eat lunch. Dinner, six o'clock. I'm gonna eat dinner, you know, and I may eat more or less depending on how hungry I am, but I'm pretty much always eating at those times. And what I've found that helps me with that is if I like skip a meal, all of a sudden I kind of throw my hunger off and my eating off. So I prefer what I've found works best for me 
is to, again, eat very structured. So that that's me, though. You know, that may not be you. So what I would suggest for you to figure it out is to realize that, you know, anything can work. You know, there's no right or wrong. There's only kind of like what works best for you. You know, so if you don't feel hungry and you don't eat and then the next meal you eat just normal and fine. Great. You know, um, if you find you get kind of obsessed with food and you can just, you know, you start eating all the time, that may be a different thing. So pay attention to how you respond to it. <clears throat> Hannah says, how do we train our brain about the new way of eating? Um, yeah, it's a great question, Hannah. The easiest way to train it, I teach this, the Program Yourself Thin course is based around the Program Yourself Thin technique, which is really the redo and rehearsal technique. It's a, it's a one, two minute hypnosis technique you use on yourself. And that to me is the most effective way to, I've seen, I created it because I didn't find any good ways to train your brain to eat in new ways. Because think about this, what most people do when they want to lose weight is they're focusing on not doing, not eating the way they typically do. So your brain has been trained to overeat. Let's just say that as, as, a, as a general statement, you overeat. Okay. And that's what it's been trained to do. And so usually when you go on a diet, what your focus is, is I am not going to overeat. Do you see? But there's no new wiring going on there. There's just my overeating wiring and me now consciously trying to fight against that wiring. So that's what most people do when they're dieting. As a hypnotist, right? And as someone who works with the mindset piece, what I want to do is we recognize, okay, you got the the training of overeating. I want to get it so that you have the the training the connections of eating like a thin, healthy person. So understand these are two totally different things. To stop yourself from overeating is not the same thing as creating and training your brain to think and act like a thin and healthy person. Do you understand? They're two totally different things. One, you're trying to stop the programming that's already there. One, you're looking to create new programming that runs on autopilot. And so that's the one I think that's going to give you much better, longer lasting results. And so that's what the redo rehearsal technique is, which is basically just in, in a nutshell, there's a lot more to it, but basically it's an, it's imagining yourself thinking, feeling, and behaving the way that you want to, which I know it, it sounds so simple, but it's really, it's the work. It's the difference between like reading how to play piano, like reading a music theory book about how to play the piano and actually practicing the piano. They're two completely different things. You can read all the books in the world about playing the piano. You could sit at the keyboard and you don't know how to play the piano. And that's where a lot of dieters are at. You, you know what you should and shouldn't do. You're learning lots of information, but you're never actually training yourself to do the things you want to do. That feels like the biggest missing piece in most people's weight loss puzzle. And so what Program Yourself Thin is unique is it's about using this hypnotic process to train your brain to eat the way that you want to, live the way you want to, think the way you want to. Um, this person says, no, I mean, for real, normally, my body loves certain weight, which is 66 kilograms, and I want 59 kilograms. Oh, okay. Well, that's a different question, right? Lowering our weight, set point, lowering our weight, right? That, that's what we're all here talking about, really. Um, so is it that your body, again, when it comes to, to weight set points, my belief is that this is primarily a mental thing. It's physical too. I let it be known. There's absolutely your body is a status quo machine. It just wants to maintain homeostasis. And a big part of that is your weight. And so this is why you typically, again, if you don't think about your food, you eat the same amount of food pretty much week in and week out. Ah, thanks, Tux. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you're not thinking about dieting, you're just living your life, your average calorie consumption is pretty stable. Okay. So this, it's a homeostasis machine. It doesn't want to change. Right. So how do we change our weight again? So there are physical things going on to keep you at the same weight, but it's all dictated ultimately by your brain and what you think. And so this is why for me, a big part of my approach to weight mastery is the self-image. Like, how do you think about yourself? How do you identify as a person? And a lot of people struggling with their weight literally identify as an overweight person, as an overeater, as someone who has no willpower as someone who's a sweet addict, you know, there's all these definitions you have about yourself and those got to be dealt with. And this brings you down to, you know, the, the core of like, how do we go from 66 kilograms to 59 kilograms? And so I believe it starts in your mind. I program yourself then as an inside out approach to weight mastery. And it starts by thinking of yourself differently. How would you be different at 59 kilograms, right? What would be different? Would you be lighter? Would you um, move easier? Would you have more mobility? Would you feel better in your clothes? Would you look better? Would you, you know, all of these things, what is it, who are you at that weight? 
And it's not just the weight, it's how you behave, it's how you think, it's how you feel, and it's how you eat. Because of course, how you're eating is dictating what your weight is. And so it starts though with this bigger concept of who you want to be. I always say, well, take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development. So this is a process, not just about making the scale go down. It's a process about becoming the person you want to be. Who's the best you, you know, that's the goal. And one aspect of that best you is the weight that you want to be at. Okay. And so how do we make that weight a reality? Again, I believe it starts with the image you hold of yourself, this ideal image you hold of yourself. And we want to reinforce that as much as possible. Again, this goes back to that redo rehearsal technique I was talking about. That allows you to connect to the best version of you every evening. And now you're taking that best version of you and you're putting it into how you ate lunch, how you're going to go through your day tomorrow. And then this, this leads to better eating behaviors as well. So I, I hope this helps you. I think we got a bit of a little bit of a language thing going on here, but I think that, um, again, it's the same for everyone. If we want to reduce our weight, it's not just about cutting calories because if you don't change the inside, you just change the outside. You just change the calories, but you don't change anything going on in here or here. You're going to go right back up to that weight eventually. You know, you need to recognize that the process of weight mastery is one of transformation. You're transforming into another version of yourself, like, like the caterpillar, right? Um, and, and that's kind of that. Um, how can we get over the hump? Like when I, when one loses some weight and people start complimenting, it's easy to slack and go back to the less healthy routine, how not to yo-yo. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Cause that's what this, that's what, what everything I do comes down to. I don't give a shit about your weight loss. I'm not impressed by your weight loss. Honestly, you lose 20 pounds in a month, 20 pounds in three months. Great. I'm, I'm happy for you. But to me, you're not even in the game yet. Because for me, it's all about weight mastery. Okay. So we need to make this distinction that the diet culture has got you focused on weight loss as if getting to the goal weight is the finish line. Now, of course, if I ask you the question, how long would you like to keep the weight off for? You're going to say forever. So your real goal is not to lose weight. It is to live at your goal weight. And even better is to live at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the real goal. And so right off the bat, we're aiming at two completely different goals. And so the strategies and processes to achieve them is going to be totally different because what a lot of people are doing is they're trading the excitement of the food, the pleasure of the food for the excitement and pleasure of the scale going down, people saying nice things to them, getting some attention. And eventually what happens is the scale stops going down. People stop saying compliments. And now there's no pleasure from that. And now there's no pleasure for if that's your focus. If the focus is just the weight, the pleasure disappears. It's called hedonic adaptation. And so it's like if you buy a new car, it's exciting for two, three months, and then it just becomes a car. The weight loss is the same thing, you see? So we need to wrap our weight loss with more motivation. And that's why it comes into the personal development piece of it. Um, so it's not about... The main goal is not the weight loss. The main goal is how are we losing the weight? And it's weight mastery. How can I master? Again, the weight mastery pyramid that we teach in Program Yourself Thin is, and again, it's a pyramid to imply the importance of, the, uh, of each category. The most important piece is the mindset. That's the foundational piece. Then the lifestyle, then the eating. And most people are just focusing on the eating. And if you're only focused on the eating, I can almost guarantee you will not get the results you're looking for long-term it's estimated up to 95% of people that lose weight on a diet, put it back on. So just focusing on the eating is not going to get you the results. Because as Einstein said, the same level of thinking that created the problem cannot solve the problem. So if you're going to change your weight, you can't just restrict your eating for a little while and expect it's going to last. You have got to change what's going on in here. Okay. So the, the, the start to not yo-yoing anymore is to put yourself on a different path, to have a different goal. The goal is not to lose weight. You've lost weight and put it back on. Um, it feels like shit. The goal is to live at your goal weight. And so that requires a different strategy because if we just think the goal is to get to the goal weight, we will do extreme things. If we think of weight loss as a temporary thing, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Well, then our brain says, well, let's just get it over quick. What's the most extreme thing I can do? That's not the goal though. Okay. The goal is to get to your goal weight and then stay there the rest of your life on near autopilot. That's the real goal. And it's a well, it's a much better articulated goal and it's more accurate to what you want. So you need to become clear headed about what your real goal is. And that's the first step to not yo-yoing anymore, to get yourself off the weight, the diet path, the weight loss path, and get yourself onto the weight mastery path. Very few people are approaching their weight and looking to master it. I'm mastered my weight. And in order to do that, I've mastered my mindset, 
all in terms of weight. I've mastered my weight loss, my weight mastery mindset, my lifestyle, and my eating strategies to live at the goal I want to live at. Now here I am. It's kind of second nature to me because I started the process. I want this to be second nature. I want to be a thin, healthy person for the rest of my life. So I can't do crazy extreme things that I can only maintain for a little while. I need to use strategies that I can live with for the rest of my life. And so you're looking at someone who I've maintained my weight for 30 years, the same weight. I had one blip 12 years ago, um, but it's the same weight. I've never dieted once and I don't even exercise. I'm starting to exercise more for some other reasons now, um, but I haven't exercised in any consistent way in 30 years. I've mastered my eating because that's how I want to do it. So I look forward to the rest of my life, another hundred years of eating and living the way I am because I love it. Okay. So that's the secret to getting off the yo-yo um, is to have a different, a different focus. What's up, Jody? Happy hump day to you. Yep. Wednesdays are always a good day. Especially this day. I got, I got, I got like a bunch of new cool stuff, new computer. New mod. I got all cool stuff. It feels, it feels good. Things are go, going smoother. Um, Shayla says for me, it's beer. Love me some beer from time to time. Yeah. I love beer time to time too, but the beer is not the problem. Okay. I, I mean, listen, if, if you're drinking beers time to time, that's not the problem. If you're drinking beers, if time to time is <laughs> morning, afternoon and night, then that that's a problem, right? So it, it's not the beer. It's rarely the food or the substance, you know, rarely. Um, it's usually, it's the behavior with that substance. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not the cookies, it's the bag of cookies, you, you know? So I think that's an important distinction to make because if we think, oh, I can't eat a cookie. If I eat one cookie, I eat the whole bag. I can't eat any cookies. I'm going to master my weight. Well, now your brain says, fuck that then. I'm not going to lose weight because I don't want to live without cookies. And a lot of you are doing that to yourselves. You got such extreme ideas of what you have to do to lose weight, you believe, that now you don't even want to do it because you associate pain to losing weight now. And so I'm much rather, it's not the cookies, it's the eating the bag of cookies. And now I say to myself, how can I have my cookies and the body too? Well, I'll learn to eat the cookies differently. I can do that because I love cookies and I want to have my body. That's the ultimate pleasure. So how can I do that? And so I get focused on that and I figured out how to do it. So the same thing with beer. It's not the beer. It's the amount of beer you're drinking. And, um, you know, again, it, it's, it's more than that, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, maybe the food you're eating when you're drinking beer and all the rest of it. But it, it's not it's not the beer. It's the way you're drinking the beer. And that's not just semantics. That's a very specific thing I'm saying, because you can drink your beer and still have the body, too. Um, you just have to do it differently. Um, Erica says craving starting today after a couple of weeks eating well, how to stop them before getting derailed. Yeah, I get it, Erica. You're, you're not alone, right? There's a collective, <laughs> I can feel the, the whole country's, uh, you know, weight loss, uh, plan slipping. Usually, you know, again, we can make it a couple of weeks in January and then it starts getting harder. Um, because what you're doing is let me, let me explain this, right? Because I, I am a hypnotist, neurolinguistic programming. I'm a coach, all this stuff. But but hypnosis is the core of what I'm using to help people. And it's not even just like I'm not so much hypnotizing people as I am explaining how hypnosis works. Because you probably have no idea how your brain works. And it means you're just winging it with your weight loss. So you your brain, there's two parts of your brain. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is your prefrontal cortex. It's the part of your brain that knows what you should do to lose weight, why you should lose weight. Um, it's the part that tries to get you to lose weight. That's where your willpower exists. Now we have your subconscious mind, and this part of your brain is responsible for your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So your subconscious mind is really controlling your weight because it controls your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors, okay? Right down to how fast you eat, subconscious. Which foods you choose to want to eat and are just seem like these are the foods in my life, subconscious, okay? And so when you go on a diet, what you're basically looking to do is you're, you're not changing any of your subconscious programming. You're just using your conscious mind to override your subconscious programming. So you basically have two mindsets. You have an overweight mindset and you have a diet mindset. And what you've been doing the last couple of weeks is you've been using your diet mindset to fight against your overweight mindset. And it's very uncomfortable to do this because it uses a lot of energy. It's the equivalent of, you know, if you went home tonight and you brushed your teeth with your other hand, you could do it, but it would take a lot more concentration and energy and you won't like it. I, I, test it out because knowing it and doing it are two totally different things. You'll, you can do it, but you're going to jab your, your cheek. You're going to miss teeth. You're going to feel like you're missing. You're concentrating on it. You're getting annoyed. And so this is what dieting's like. It's a constant, all of a sudden, it's this extra responsibility you have where you're micromanaging and it feels like you're fighting against yourself because you are. You're fighting against your subconscious programming. And usually people can keep this up for, I mean, congratulations for a couple of weeks, to be honest. Most people really, 
again, January 1st, you're more motivated than average. So that's why it's the two weeks. But the rest of the year, even if you try, you know, you get a couple days out of it usually, you know, and I'm not saying this to be negative. I'm saying it to really snap you out of the, the diet trance you're in because this, the same pattern you're experiencing, the same pattern you're always going to experience. The cravings are come from your subconscious mind. And so, for example, I'm just going to guess here, but if, if this is not exactly right, just hear what I'm saying. But let's just say, Erica, that you typically snack at night. You know, you get home from work or you end a long day of, of work and busyness, taking care of kids or work and whatever. And it's eight o'clock. You sit on the sofa. Finally, you know, you get a break for yourself. You put the TV on and now it's snack time. Okay. So your subconscious mind associates this all together, just like Pavlov's dogs, right? Eight o'clock, sit on the sofa, have some ice cream. Okay. And so, you know, you go on the diet in the last two weeks. It's like eight o'clock. You sit there and you're someone, hey, let's have some ice cream craving. Let's have some ice cream. No, no, we're on a diet. We can't do that. Yeah. You know, oh, let's have some ice cream. No, 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 we're on a diet. We can't do that. And you've been doing that for two weeks now. And now you're starting to get depleted. You know, it's starting to get boring. It's not so exciting. And so it's not so much about, you know, how do we deal with the cravings? To me, it's about reprogramming the subconscious mind so that you naturally and automatically sit on the sofa, watch TV, drink some water, eat an apple or something. Okay. And just do it naturally. Now, cl clearly this takes a process of training yourself, but the process is totally different than what you're doing, which is you just keep fighting against your subconscious mind. And what happens is your willpower, your prefrontal cortex, it's a muscle. It's like a, it's like a muscle. Um, and so it gets depleted. And so, you know, anyways, um, anyways, that, that's what I would suggest is that you, well, here's what I would say. I mean, let me, let me give you this. Cause again, congratulations on taking action. So super job. Go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session that I give you. It's called the new thin me. It's completely free and get at, um, and, and get, uh, Oh, what's up, John? I just saw you. Yeah. That's awesome. Listen to work. Yeah. The more you listen to me on these podcasts, the better results you're going to get. It's that simple. But, um, if you really take it, go, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session and watch the training I give you. And so Erica, especially the training for you, really, really important. Three steps to master your weight. But I think it, it'll break down what you're asking in a much more detail. It's about a half hour training, all free. It's all free. And then I email you every day and that'll help you stay on track as well. So anyone listening, to this, I strongly suggest you, you, you get that. Okay. Um, should I eat even if I don't feel hungry and it doesn't make my I answer that one? Astrid, hi, Jim. I'm feeling better. I had a feeling you would feel better, Astrid. I'm glad. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, but good for you. Good for you kind of riding through it and realizing that. So great job. Um, Deanna says, how come your podcast episodes disappear? Where? I don't know why would they disappear. Because I feel like all my podcasts, like if you go to like, uh, they're on all the platforms. So whichever one, Apple, Amazon, whatever platform, they should all be there. And they're also on YouTube video wise, if you ever want to watch them. So I'm not sure why that's happening either. Um, thanks. I have a rotating schedule every eight weeks from days to night, so I can't make a set schedule. Oh, I see. Okay. Rotating schedule. Um, yeah, we'll talk to the big bucks. So if you have a rotating schedule, maybe make a couple schedules based on the rotation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like so have a schedule for one setup and, and one for another one. Right. Um, Deanna said, I love your content. I started with small habits, drink water, no fast food to start. Super job, Deanna. Great job. I, I was saying this yesterday. All big accomplishments are the accumulation of small accomplishments. Okay. So remember that we all want to lose the weight instantly. We all want to make these giant big changes because they're the most exciting to us and most motivating. But really, there is no such thing as losing 30 pounds. It's just the accumulation of one pound at a time. So great job, Deanna. You're, you're well on your way. Um, resident says, I'm so happy to have found you on TikTok. You're such a good influence for me. I'm losing weight. Super job. Super job, Resonance. Little screenshot of that. I always like to hear positive things. Thank you. And that's why I do this. So I'm super glad. Super glad to help him. What's up, Tabby? Uh, Deanna, how does the subconscious become that way to begin with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's a little bit of both. You know, some of it is uh, evolutionarily, right? So we, we evolved, right? Millions of years, humans evolved in a food scarce environment. So all of your neurology, biology, biochemistry, hormones, everything here physical is geared towards getting you to eat everything you can when you can. Okay. So that's the first part, right? There, there's, you're, you're born, we're all born with this wiring to overeat and to eat as much as we can. Cause again, we evolved in a food scarce environment last 50 years. Now we live in a food abundant environment. Okay. And so not only is there that factor, right? So, so it's like the environment changed like that night and day, black and white, but we got all this hard wiring to get us to overeat. So that's the first thing. But the next thing is, there's really two other big things is that 
and I guess they are about the environment, but in different ways. So one is that the food is completely changed right now. It's all processed food on top of it. Okay. And it's literally engineered to get us to overeat it. Right. So it appeals to all those, those things we're born with, all those factors we're born with. Um, like again, in the natural environment, if you found a fat source, you'd eat the hell out of it, right? Cause there was a lot of calories. Anytime you found calories, you eat, you eat it as much as you could. Cause again, that was a survival um, instinct we're all born with. And now on top of it, the environment is also the mental conditioning. Holy crap. Right. I mean, we have been conditioned. You have seen, we've all seen tens, maybe hundreds of millions of food ads in our lives. Okay. So there's not only the literal product that is hyper palatable and engineered to get to be addictive. Now there's also the mental piece of it on top of it, where it's conditioning us to think about it all the time. And we're getting marketed to constantly. And so understand that commercials are probably the most powerful hypnotic hypnosis sessions that we're exposed to. Every commercial you see as a hypnosis session, they're not trying to logically convince you. They're trying to appeal to your subconscious mind. So you're constantly being programmed subconsciously to overeat. And so what you have to do is you have to, this is why I can't just hypnotize someone. I, I did this. I first opened up an office um, where I would hypnotize people. And they'd feel totally different. They'd go on um, out the door feeling great, come back the same way they walked in. That's holy shit, what's going on? And I realized the world's a hypnosis office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're constantly being conditioned through through nefarious um, things. You know what I mean? Like these companies don't, I don't think the companies want to kill you, but I don't think they're, it's not going to stop them either. You know, understand that the food companies, the processed food companies are the same. They're the cigarette companies. Jim, you're just being hyperbolic. Am I? Because RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged to the same company. The parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris. They divested from cigarettes in the 70s and went into food. I don't think it's any, any coincidence that from the 70s till now, there's been an absolute explosion of obesity and type 2 diabetes. So whatever. But So there's so many subconscious forces coming at us negatively programming us to overeat. And so what you need to do, what I've learned is that's what I teach and program yourself. Then I can't just hypnotize you. Unfortunately, I don't think there's never going to be a hypnosis program that just changes you completely. I don't believe that you have got to know how to run your own brain. And so, um, that's what I teach and program yourself. Then it's literally, it's the two minute hypnosis technique you use to program yourself. The good news is you got the truth on your side. You want to be healthy, happy, and live a long, you know, wonderful life. And that can override the food enjoyment. Okay. But yeah, you got to learn how to run it yourself. Um, I got more weight when I started therapy. Yeah, sure. Again, therapy sometimes, what does it do? It can bring up all these emotions. And listen, back to the conditioning in our society. We have been conditioned in the society to use food as our main emotional management strategy. Okay. And so um, that's... Uh, and program yourself then that's one of the things we focus on is how to deal with emotions, how to feel the emotions you want, how to deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel. You know, Astrid just said Astrid's in the program and um, that was one of her main things. And so, you know, she was feeling a little blue last couple of days, um, but we get to talk with it about it. And, you know, she, she was present with it and now she's kind of coming out of it, not relying on the food though. That's one of the biggest things you're going to have to do. Everyone, we've all learned, learned to manage our emotions with food in the society. So we've got to learn how to do it genuinely. That's a huge step towards mastering your weight. Um, I see Larita, if I'm saying that right, what's your opinion on dating apps? I genuinely want to know. Um, I don't have much of an opinion on dating. I've never used a dating app. I've been with the same. <laughs> I've been married with my wife. I've been with her for over 30, holy shit, how many years? 33 years. So I have not used a dating app. Um, so I have, I have no opinion on it. I don't know. They're good or bad. Um, what's your opinion on feeders? I don't, I don't know what a feeder is. Is that a dating app? <laughs> I don't know what feeders is. Are they dangerous? Okay, let me know what a feeder is and I'll, I'll, I'll try and answer it a little better. Um, lost 23 pounds in September and I do drink water and not crave anything. Thank you. Super. That's awesome, Shakira. That's great. Yeah. And that's it. That's something to remember too, is that as you embark on this path, you know, it's natural for the cravings to be kind of intense at first, but they're gonna, they're gonna subside. And the cravings folks remember, um, it's, it, it, cravings are like a you. You know, it's like an upside down you. And, and I want you to remember this because subconscious, when we start feeling cravings, like we internalize them as if it's a, a rocket line up to the moon that just keeps going up and up and up. It does not. Your cravings top out and then they start to diminish. And so if you can remember that and sit present through the next craving you have, not trying to stop the craving, not trying to ignore it, but sitting with it present, 
you'll notice there's that upside down U shape. And once you've experienced that a few times, it starts to become like, oh, I'm having a craving. I'm just going to chill out for five, 10 minutes. I'm just going to, it goes away. It chills out, you know? So pay attention to the cravings when you get them. Um, okay, so they don't stay on TT. Oh, they don't stay on TikTok. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, um, the lives on TikTok, they just don't replay them. So yeah, that's why those disappear. But yeah, if you watch these on TikTok and you want to rewatch them, understand folks, you can listen to the audio podcast on any platform um, that has podcasts that we're up there. It's program yourself then. Um, and YouTube, which is Jim Katsoulis, Jim Katsoulis, YouTube. Um, this is Jim Katsoulis now too, anyways. But if you go to the YouTube, if you search YouTube, Jim Katsoulis, um, and you look at live, all of these are videotaped there and you can watch the videos again if you want. And the audios are on the podcast. Um, Jody says, Jim, there must be only so many you can have on podcasts, then they fall off, I think. Um, no, I could have a million podcasts and they, they shouldn't. Um, they're all stored there. And I think, I think we passed 250. I'm gonna look real quick. Cause I was just looking today. Holy shit. Is that, is that right? Yeah. 255 podcast episodes. <laughs> that's pretty good. Cause I've only been podcasting for a year. So, uh, that's pretty crazy, huh? That's funny. But yeah, they, they, they should all be there. Um, but yeah, TikTok just, just knocks them off and I, YouTube, I think keeps them all too. Um, what to do if, if, if all your friends gathering is on a meal or dessert, Arab cultural thing. Um, yeah, I get that. So here's the thing. Um, and Astra John said, way to go. He's, he's over on YouTube. So he just said way to go. It is a way to go. I'm so proud of you, Astra. I really am. I'm glad you sat with that and moved past it. Um, yeah. Okay. So when you have cultural things, when you're going to a social situation, when, when you're doing things that are all about food, right? How do you deal with that? I think that the way to deal with situations like that is first off the expectations. I don't think you should go into those situations dieting, meaning I don't think you should go in those situations and like try not to eat anything. It, it's, it's weird. You know, I think people have to take into account that we can't just put weight loss as the number one thing of at all times. Okay. And by the way, the cultural thing, like when it's a rare, relatively rare, a gathering that happens once a month or less is not the thing that's affecting your weight. Okay. And so I don't think it makes sense to go into those situations and be like, oh, I'm not going to eat it. This is where the, th the keto people have to deal with this, right? Where you go to the birthday party and you're the, they're the goofball who can't eat any cake or pizza. And you feel like, I, I know you try and talk yourself all the rest of it, but it's like, oh, you know, it just sucks. Unless you don't want to eat it. If you don't want to eat it, cool. But it's like, if you're like, oh God, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> so it's like, you can have, you can have a piece of pizza. You can have some cake, you know, it, 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 dieters getting this all or nothing mindset. So the first step to dealing with situations like that is my, my world. You don't have to be all or nothing. You can be all or something and you can have some of the food. You can eat a little more than you normally do. Um, so how do we do that though? Again, I go into the minimize the damage mode is what I call it, where you're going to eat those foods. You're going to eat a little more than you normally do, but you're not going to go wild. You're not going to completely lose track of what you're doing. And the way you do that is you go into that scenario managing your hunger. Okay. So in program yourself, then we talk about the hunger scale, zero to 10, zero is starving, 10 is stuffed. And so when we walk into that situation, um, when we, when you walk into the situation of, uh, that there's going to be a lot of food. You don't want to be starving, right? You don't want to be all emotionally off balance. You know, you want to be relatively satisfied. So, so if I go into a social situation where there's going to be a lot of food and I don't want to overeat it, I'm not, I'm going to go in with a, a hunger of like a four or five where I'm relatively satisfied. And then I'll go in and I'll enjoy the food, but I'm going to be able to stay in control much easier. On top of that, I, I've, I'm more calm and relaxed. I'm walking in there calm and relaxed intentionally. And on top of that, I program myself to eat the way that I want to eat in that scenario. So when you combine those three things, um, you start to retake back the control. Um, and hopefully that'll help you a little bit. Um, rather suspicious that we don't have commercials for fruit and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, right? You don't have any commercials for anything like, because listen, uh, I don't want to get into this here. I'll get banned. But um, yeah, we, we don't get commercials for good stuff. That That's why, listen, again, if you're not, if you're not, if you haven't done it yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you because you got to experience hypnosis for real. And, and, and for me, I'm one of the highest paid hypnotists on the planet. Okay. So if you went, I'm not, I'm not putting them down, but if you went and got hypnotized by your cousin who was studying hypnosis, or you went to the local hypnotist who does it part-time, you know, occasionally when they're not working, um, it, it's different. I, I've been doing this for, profession for 20 years. I've been obsessed with it for 30 years. 
Go listen to the hypnosis session. It is a commercial for your brain, but it's all positive and encouraging. And you're going to be flogged. You're like, holy shit, I never hear anything positive encouraging about my weight. Because even all the weight, yeah, it's motivating because it's motivating saying, oh, you feel like shit and you're a piece of shit and you could be way better if you do this diet. You know what I mean? It's not really positive. It's really not. And so listen to the hypnosis sessions, very, very positive. And it, I think it's jarring almost that you never get messages like that. To be honest, a lot of times you don't even get messages like that from your parents, right? A lot of times parents use like, they're kind of like busting your balls to get you to act different. So even they're not encouraging and supportive. So you have to understand we live in a culture that is constantly kind of tearing us down. I hate to say it. I don't want to sound so negative, but, but all the marketing is just kind of negative because pain sells. Making you feel like shit and then offering you a solution in the form of a product is very profitable. Making you feel really good about yourself and then selling you something, not so much. So um, yeah, commercials are, are not on our side and you're not getting commercials for fruits and vegetables. You know, that's why I make hypnosis sessions. And that's one thing I was thinking that with my new setup is I want to start making commercials for healthy food, like hypnotic commercials almost. That's something I've, I've been looking forward to doing. I've kind of played with in the past, but I can't wait to do it. Um, Bramley, what's up? Um, any tips for dealing with colleagues who are so absorbed with diet culture? Um, yeah, I mean, you just, you, you recognize, you recognize when they say things that reveal their obsession with in an absorption with diet culture. And you learn from that, right? In life, we learn from other people what to do or what not to do. And so when you're exposed or, or interfacing with diet culture, you use it as an opportunity to say, that doesn't make sense. Uh, that, that's, that's right. And you can even reference me because I'm one of the few people, there are other people out there. Um, I, I, that's what I, I get to, because they're not, you're not going to see me probably, unfortunately, I'll probably never be the level like Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or all these other things. Why? Well, because I'm never going to be owned by a big company. You know who owns Weight Watchers or used to own them? Heinz. Uh, you know who owns Jenny Craig? Nestle. You know who owns Atkins Food Products? The same company as Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. You know who owns SlimFast? The same company owns Ben & Jerry's. So these these plans don't work to help you actually lose weight. They help to get you coming and going. So they, they take your money and sell you the bullshit food. And then when you want to lose the weight and eat healthier, they sell you some bullshit plan that doesn't work that keeps you stuck in that hamster wheel. And so, um, yeah, diet culture is huge because there's so much money. There's so much money in diet culture, but there's even more money to make keeping you stuck eating that bullshit food. And the diet culture keeps you stuck right eating that bullshit food in the big picture. Yeah, not when you're dieting for those couple weeks, but then as soon as you're off, you go right back to eating the same shit you always did. You know, so what it comes down to is as you get to hear me, I'm giving you an alternate point of view and there are other people out there as well, but it's, it stands in, I, I'm trying to, we learn through contrast. And I'm trying to create a contrasting message for you against diet and culture so that you can see the diets for what they are. So no longer you're like, oh, well, I heard there's this new diet where you don't eat for 16 hours. It's bullshit. Again, I believe in intermittent fasting, but when it's sold as a diet, I don't believe in it. Okay. And so we get these diet things sold to us all the time. And I want you to give you the, the eyes and the awareness to recognize it. Because here's it, here's it in a nutshell. Pretty much everything's a diet. It's not going to work for you if they're just telling you what to do. That's kind of the simplest explanation I can say. Because you could choose any diet. You could pick literally any diet. And this is where intermittent fasting, keto, Mediterranean diet, which is a great diet. Um, literally any diet there is, any workout plan. You could go see a nutritionist, get a personalized diet. Great, that's awesome. However, your chances of success actually losing weight are still really low. Why? Because you don't know how to get yourself to do it. So this is, this is the message I really want you all to still in your brain because this is going to help you a lot because what you keep doing is you keep, you keep following plans where they tell you what to do and you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That sounds great, but you have zero ability, virtually zero ability past your temporary willpower. You have no ability to get yourself to actually do it long-term. And this is because you do not know how to change how you think, how you feel, how you live and how you behave, eat. You don't know how to change those things. Short of willpower. You know how to change them for a little bit. You do not know how to change them at the core, which is your subconscious programming. And so, yeah, so, so the more you hear about diet culture, let that inform you and strengthen what you've learning here and in other places that are really about weight mastery, about transformation. So I'm glad you said that. So I don't have any tips for dealing with them. I just ignore them. There's no point in trying to change their minds. 
Okay. It's hard enough. I would take any energy. Someone asked me this other day, like, how do you deal with a, um, how do you have a family member that, that we want to be healthier? Listen, you just deal with yourself. I mean, I, this is a full-time job for me <laughs> to just deal with myself, with my mindset, my lifestyle, my eating. You don't have enough energy to, to think about yourself and someone else. And I don't give a shit how close you are to the person. It's not going to matter. You, you want to change your behaviors as much as anything in the world. And you're struggling with that. So there is zero chance that you have the ability to change someone else. I'm a, I do this for 30 years. I'm a trained hypnotist, neurolinguistic programming trainer. I'm a coach. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, and I can't change people that don't want to change. So anyways, don't waste your energy with that one. Um, YouTube are numbered so you can keep track. Oh, thank you, Shereen. That's right. I forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah, they're all, they're all up there. 255 episodes. Oh my goodness. When do you normally go live? Um, usually noonish Eastern time. I've been a little late this week. I had some things I was working on, but usually noon Eastern and I'm going live. You can watch it on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, all of them, they stream it live and then the replays are available on YouTube, Facebook, and then the audio is on podcasts, which is program yourself then. Um, it's hard coming from an Italian culture where everything is done around food. Here, here, I come from Greek culture. Everything the same shit. Everything's food, you know? So yeah, we all got our challenges. <clears throat> we all got our challenges we got to deal with, okay? But you can deal with them, all right? You acknowledge them, accept them, and then look for solutions to it, okay? You can do it. Um, not a veggie eater and first time upset my salad went brown. <laughs> that's funny, Paula. Uh, yeah, right? That's funny. Well, that's good though. It's, that's fine. That's part of the process, right? It's not going to be a perfect thing. So that, that's good that you went through that. Can you post that as a TikTok? I need to save it and replay for family members. Uh, I forget which thing you're referring to, but um, I should. I know. Yeah, family members. <clears throat> people live their whole lives trying to get other people to change. You know, good luck with that. You know, if, if you're able to do it, please let me know you did it because I'd love to know. But I've not seen that happen. Uh, Brianna says 625 here. Yeah, you're over in, in Ireland, correct? Oh yeah, six thirty. Okay, so it's an hour different than, than England, I think. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Not having the energy for others, asking for help. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, right? I mean, just and again, I will say this: the thing I've seen probably be the most helpful in helping other people change their weight is um is when you change how you're doing things in a way that's not like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, a lot of people, right, they start their diet and now it's like all they talk about is their diet. Please don't do that. You know, it, it nothing triggers a person. It makes it harder for you. You ever notice this, folks? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to diet. I'm going to be eating better. And it's like, oh, you sure you don't want the cookie? You sure you don't want it? And it's like, so I, I have learned that the quieter I am, but I never talk about my eating. I know it sounds weird because all you guys see is me talking about weight. Um, and that's all I talk about all day long. But uh <clears throat> In my personal life, I never talk about it. If someone asks me, I'm happy to talk about it, but I never, ever, never bring it up or talk about it. And um, I've found that that's the best way. <laughs> and if someone's inspired by what I'm doing, which rarely they are, um, then I will, I'm happy to talk about it. But again, it's just, yeah, you focus on yourself, folks. I, I hate to say that. Right? Oh, I'm not, I don't want to be selfish. I care about this other person. I get it. But it's, it's not, it's not it's not your fucking choice. They don't care. They don't want to hear it. And a lot of times when you harp on someone, it just literally creates the opposite effect anyways. You know, they just dig their heels in more. That's what I've seen. And so I feel like the best strategy is to, uh, you know, just to let people do what they're going to do. You know, that, that's kind of what I've seen work. Um, oh yeah. The same time. Oh, you are the same time as England. Now that I think about it. Cause it's, yeah. Um, that's right. Cause I got, I'm talking to someone in England in a half hour here. Um, I bookmarked Jim's TikTok clips that I watched later. That's a great idea, Gene. Yeah, smart, smart. Yeah, pick your favorite clips, the ones that are most kind of like resonate most with you. And yeah, keep those and, and watch them somewhat regularly. The most powerful hypnotic uh, technique is repetition. This is why you watch, um, you know, you watch two hours of television, network television, you see the same ad seven, eight times, right? Because repetition, it forms neural connections. And, and you're, you are, you are neural connections. Your subconscious programming, your behavior is just neural connections that have been developed, you know? And um, that's, that's a smart way of doing it. Lynn says, yeah, I hate talking about it. Yeah, for sure, right? Conserve your energy. That's a huge part. I don't talk about that like like, like so much, but it, a huge part of my ability to master my weight is, is managing my energy, 
So I conserve energy where I can. I'm very, very protective of my energy, like in terms of my lifestyle habits, my thinking and my behaviors. And one of the biggest behavioral sucks is when you try and get someone else to do something they don't want to do. You know, it's just, it's the biggest waste of time, you know? So yeah, you don't have to do that. It's not your job. Um, Bradley says, I noticed so many people feel guilty about what they eat. I just try to enjoy and move on. Oh yeah. The, the feeling guilty thing. I know it's, it's the parallel processing, but that's the trap. You eat the bullshit food and then you feel absolutely horrible about it. And so then you try and put it out of your mind and then you just repeat the same process over and over, you know, and it's because the hamster wheel is a trap. And so, yeah, dealing with the, the feelings, dealing with the emotions is so crucial to mastering your weight. But yeah, that's a very common one, Bramley, for sure. Um, Deanna says, my family food pushes, but also harps on me needing to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, Deanna, classic, classic move, classic move. Um, I, I think, me thinks, um, if I'm really honest, what I truly believe is that if you start, this is also if you start like getting healthier yourself, um, what happens is a lot of times people that you're close to in your life, it's like holding a mirror up to them. It's not that they don't want you to be healthier and happier. It's not that I don't believe it's that all of a sudden it makes them reflect on themselves. And then they're like, oh, you know, they're not happy with where they're at. It makes them feel bad. And so the easiest way out of that pain is to get you shit. You sure you don't want a cookie? You sure you don't want to come back to the club? <laughs> hey, listen, folks, you want to know one of the biggest clubs on the planet? It's the, the shitty eating food club. So you want to know how to feel like an outlier real fast in your life? Start eating healthy. So if you don't think that this is a factor in your weight, then I'll leave that up to you. But I'll tell you one of the fastest ways to become an outlier in the world, to exclude yourself from groups, to feel weird, to become a weirdo. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say this because I'm not, I'm not, but I, I don't know. Like you got to, you know, you're sensing this on some level. You've eaten healthier. You've started making healthier things at some point in your life. And the people that are closest to you are like, oh, so it's like, even if they're, oh, I'm happy for you. Oh, it's really great. You're working out and doing better and eating better. That's great. Cause now I feel like a total piece of shit eating this cupcake by myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, so go out with a group of people and eat healthy and you're going to feel like the spotlight's on. You're going to feel like an asshole and you got to learn how to deal with that. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's some, no one talks about that piece of it, you know, but as soon as you go, as soon as you start to become healthier and start living a healthier li lifestyle, you break rapport with the people you're closest to because your shitty eating is one of the main things you guys bond over. Whether you acknowledge it or not, it's there. And so as soon as you break that rapport, all of a sudden you're like, eh, I don't think I'm going to have the pizza tonight. I'm going to have a salad and some soup I made. What? What, what do you mean? Don't you want to be part of the club? We all eat like shit and joke about it. We all eat like shit and are overweight and feel like shit and, and joke about how we want to lose weight. Don't you want to be part of that club? Don't, don't, actually, don't actually start eating healthier. Oh, shit. Not to be a dick. <laughs> I've got to be a jerk, but it's, it's there. There is the other side of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm vegetarian on top of it. And, um, there's a lot of emotional stuff with being that person. It's not, I like being the weight I'm at, but I'm an outlier. If I go out, Oh, we're going to get wings. I don't eat meat. We're going to get Bob, Carlo. I'll eat a couple of cauliflower wings because I, I factored that in. I can eat that stuff sometimes, but it's going to change your social situation. It's going to affect your relationships. And I, I, it bothers me that no one ever talks about that piece of it because it's extremely one of the most important aspects of being a human being. They call it the theory of the mind. We, what makes humans so unique is we all work together, right? We, we're not by ourselves. We're not such a force. Altogether, we're quite a force. So there's this theory of the mind that we're all we're all connected to each other in some levels. And so, if all of a sudden you act, you start acting different than the rest of the group. There is so much about that. That's going to mess with you and it's subtle, but it's powerful and it's right there. And so, you know, I, I just, I wanted to say that cause I never talk about that and maybe I should talk about it more. I don't know. Um, is there anything you found with your clients experience that surprised you? Oh my God, everything surprises me. But I will say this I, in a nutshell, the biggest surprise to me is that weight loss really, if you look at it as change, it's very counterintuitive. Um, a lot of things you thought were the right things to do are the complete wrong things to do. Um, but the biggest surprise in terms of working with clients is how unaware we are of our own behaviors, thoughts, and feelings. Because I work with very successful, smart, intelligent people. 
Listen, if you're listening to me now and you've been listening for a little while, you're an overthinker. I already know that. You're probably somewhat of a perfectionist. And so you're super successful over here. Maybe it's with school, being a, a parent with your career. You're super successful, focused, motivated, ambitious, willpower out, for, out your ears. And then it comes to food and weight and, and you have none of those skill sets seemingly, right? So it makes no sense. And part of that is that you're completely unaware. We're all unaware because we're subconscious creatures where we run on autopilot. And, and so that's, that's been the thing consistently over and over. People, they'll join the process. I don't know, Jim, we'll see. I, I'm doing everything right. So I don't really know what this is going to do. So we'll see. And then it's like, they say, um, then, the, the, you know, then we work together a little bit. They're like, holy shit. I didn't realize one of my best examples is I work. I, I love this. She was so great. And she was smart. She was funny. She was very successful. All the rest of it. And she got on the call just like, I kind of do everything right. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen here, but whatever. And I said, what's the worst eating habit you have? I don't know. I really, we don't really have one. Um, and so we, we went talking about it. And the next week she comes back. She goes, eh, I guess I do have a kind of a bad eating habit. Okay. This is a smart, successful, intelligent woman. Okay. And she goes, I go, well, what is it? She goes, I snack every night from eight to 10. <laughs> you missed that. Last week we talked about this for, for over half an hour. And she goes, yeah, but I don't just sit on the sofa and snack. She goes, I'll kind of get up to the fridge, kind of wander over to the fridge, look and see what it is, snack something, close the fridge, whatever. And so it was very interesting because you have to understand most of our behavior is very trance-like. It's very hypnotic. And your eating behaviors are like this, right? Because you could be like, okay, I'm going to diet today. I'm going to diet today. I'm going to do well today. And then all of a sudden you, you're eating shit. What happened? Right? I call them eating trances. It's the best way to understand. Again, hypnosis, if you don't understand hypnosis, you're at such a disadvantage. I don't know how... I know, I mean, I, I started from a much different place than where I'm at now. If I had not learned hypnosis, not hypnotized, not someone, I'm a chicken, blah, 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 and now they don't eat food. It, it's nothing like that. It's understanding how your brain works in a practical way. To me, hypnosis is the most practical psychology out there. And so, because how do you explain, you want to talk about like what surprises me? How do you explain this, folks? How do you explain that all you think about is, is food and losing weight and, and that? All you do is you think about that all day long, every day for decades but you don't behave that way, you know, and it gets down to the core of, of my, this is the core thing that I help people with. You know what you want to do, but you don't know how to get yourself to do it. So how do you explain that you want to eat healthy, but then you don't. And most people have no explanation for this. And if you have no explanation for this after focusing on your way for 20, 30, 40 years, what are you doing? What are you studying? You're studying diets, which are just telling you what to do. And you're missing the entire important piece of it. Who gives a shit what they tell you to do? It could be the greatest plan that was ever made. If you can't get yourself to do it, what's the point? This is why no diet is ever going to help you master your weight. You've got to learn how to run your own mind. Once you know how to run your own mind, then you can get yourself to do the things you've wanted to do for 40 years. <laughs> so that's the biggest surprise for me. Um, do you prefer eating similar each day or do you vary? Um, I eat very similarly. I have program yourself into a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. So my five days of clean eating are very, very similar. Same breakfast, same lunch. The, the dinners are different, but week to week, they're very similar. So Monday night, I'll eat a certain type of food, Tuesday night, same type of food. Um, so they're similar in that way. And then there's the pleasure days and those, those are kind of similar to, again, there's more variability there, um, in, in what I may end up eating, but there's a similarity there as well. Okay. And so pretty much across the board, I'm really not eating much processed food. Most of it is pretty natural, like, you know, natural ingredients made. Um, but so, yeah, so I don't vary much, but that's me. My superpowers, I don't give a shit. I can eat the same thing every day and be fine with it. Some people can't. So you got to figure, you got to meet yourself where you're at. If you need more variety, then you, you optimize the structure yourself around variety. If you don't, then you can do what I'm doing, which makes it easier. Um, Habitus. Habitus says, you're really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, that is so incredibly true. That resonated. <laughs> Good, Jamie. I'm glad. Um, I worry that I'm genuinely craving something healthy. People will think I'm watching my weight. <laughs> yeah, right. See, Bramley, see, Bramley's up, you're up in your head, right? With, with the whole diet thing now. And, and people, you know, you're, you're worried about that, which is a whole thing too, because sometimes we don't want to lose weight because we don't want attention from other people. You know, again, it's all subconscious stuff though, folks. If you don't have any conscious subconscious understanding, if you don't understand that dynamic, I don't even know what you're doing because you just think, oh, I'm just going to start my plan tomorrow and just do it. 
and then you never do it and you, you're flummoxed. And where that plan always leads to is that no matter what I do, I can't lose the weight. That is not true. You've never done a mindset-based approach. You don't understand how to use hypnosis. You don't understand hypnosis, how your brain's structured so that you can be strategic with your strategies. You're not being strategic. You're being tactical. And the tactic, you have to consciously be there to, to focus all the time. Your brain's not built that way. You're built to be on autopilot. And so that's why you need to reprogram your subconscious mind. You know? Um, yeah, I got you. I knew it was resonated. I've gotten good at reading um, typos. The human brain is so interesting. Absolutely. And the more you understand your brain, so that's what I'm saying. Like if you stop, it's kind of the, the, the classic I always use in the, in the training I do, stop focusing on in, getting more information, start focusing on transformation. That, that's the difference. The more you understand yourself, how your brain works, don't you find it crazy that you've been trying to lose weight and dieting for 20, 30, 40 years, and you know as little about how to lose weight now as you knew before you first started your plan? Again, as little as you know how to actually do it. I'm not saying you don't have a bunch of nutritional knowledge that may be new, but your ability to actually do it is, is exactly the same as when you started your first diet. You haven't learned anything, you know? Um, dogs are the best medicine. Blessed to have found you. My lowest weight in forever. Not that weight is everything, but it certainly means so much after not having the diet mindset. Yeah, it's a life mindset. That's awesome, dog. That's super great. I'm proud of you and great job. And it is all to mindset. But hey, the weight's fun too. So you celebrate that too. It's not all about the weight, but it's partly about the weight. I love that I weigh what I weigh, to be honest. I, I like it. It makes me happy and it makes me like, I know I'm being the healthiest I can be weight wise. Um, I feel good at this weight. I like how I look. It feels lighter. It feels better for my joints and my body, um, my organs, all the rest of it. So I, I am happy about it. It's not the only thing, but it's a part of it and I like it. So, so great job with that. Um, a lot of people just eat because it's there, a starter in a restaurant. We don't need it. Yeah, absolutely. People don't think about what they want. Absolutely. We just run on autopilot. We're very Pavlovian folks. Pavlov's dogs is not just for dogs. We're exactly the same way. And so we're just conditioned to eat in a certain way. And now you're just running that on autopilot, you know? And so that's what you need to change. You go, you need to go to that level. Otherwise you just, you're, you're signing up for a lifetime of trying to fight against yourself, which is what it feels like. You know, you're fighting against yourself. You feel it, but you don't have any paradigm or concept for what that means. What it means is you have subconscious program that wasn't there originally. Listen, what if you grew up in an environment where your parents ate natural food and they taught you to eat when you were hungry, stop when you were satisfied, eat more slowly, calm down, help prepare the food, see where it comes from, nourish yourself, um, you know, begin to relax more. When you feel emotions, negative emotions, we sit down and kind of deal with them in a genuine way. You know what I mean? Like if you were raised that way, don't you think it would be a lot easier to control your weight? You know what I mean? So that's all the subconscious program you just acquired. But listen, my, my mom is the greatest mom on the planet. But again, the, the subconscious program I got in terms of eating, it allows a lot of negative stuff. So, so again, it's not a judgment on a parent. It's just, a, it's just the way the environments were sometimes. So you could have that program and you can change it. It's called neuroplasticity. You can literally rewire your brain when you know how to do it. You're not trying to do that. You're trying to fight against your brain and it ain't working and it probably never will. You know, I always have a snack in the morning because it's a part of my day, even if I don't need it habits. Yeah, I do too, though. Again, it's, it's not bad to have, I, I literally program my life around habits so I don't have to think about stuff. And I just, um, I'm just flowing through my life and, and I like it that way. Um, do you tell your kids to clear their plates? <laughs> well, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, I, I spent a lot of time getting my kid to eat because he wouldn't eat enough, right? I had that kid. Because listen, that's a problem too. That's a hard part of parenting nowadays, I would say, is that you have you have processed foods that are they like to eat, and then there's more natural foods that they resist a bit more, you know? And so there's always that dynamic in this culture. And so there's dealing with that. So did they have to clean their plate? Like, in essence, they had to finish the food, you know, when they were younger. Now I don't give a shit. You know, I don't care because they got enough calories, whatever. But um, so it was, it was finished, you know, eat that food to kind of condition them to eat healthy food. But, uh, I would say it wasn't a clear your plate thing. Like, like back in the day either, you know, how did you make sure they had healthy relationship with food? That's a great question. I mean, and that, that's really interesting. I love that question because I thought so much about that. I remember when I was a kid growing up, there was this guy, I think his name was Todd Marinovich or Malkovich, but he was a kid that was grown from the born to a football dad. And his dad had the best coaches, nutritionists, everything with this kid. Everything was football. And I remember he was, he was the best football prospect going into college, but then he went to college and he was all alone and he became 
you gained a bunch of weight, ate a bunch of shitty food, became a cokehead. <laughs> so all sorts of problems. So I'm always trying to balance out. I've gone through my journey of eating, you know, more processed American diet to becoming much cleaner. And so I didn't want to deprive my kids of that. I don't want to just give them healthy food and not learn how to navigate, you know, processed foods with natural healthy foods. And so I let them eat processed foods. Or someone says, oh my God, you let them eat that shit? Yeah, because I want them to know what it is to learn how to deal with it in small bites, you know, small, small amounts. Um, so it's, it's a trend. Do I did it? Did I do it right? I'm sure, you know, no parent does everything right. Um, am I happy where that with food? Yeah. Cause they're always hearing, you know, we're always talking about food and healthy food and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, as, as she says, yeah, it's not about just eating less. It's about eating better. So there's a lot of talk about what we're eating. Um, and to be honest, there's not so much about the quantity because again, when you're eating natural foods, that's really not as much of a problem to be honest, like, like, so, um, it's a, it's a good question. And I guess it takes more of a complex nuanced answer than, than that. Um, how do I eat less and actually not feel miserable? As soon as I start eating less, my brain goes crazy. Is keto good in your opinion? Um, how do I eat less and actually not feel miserable? Yeah. Okay. The secret to eating less and not feeling miserable is understanding calorie density. So the, the real secret is you're not eating less. You want to consume less calories, not less food. Okay. So it's important. You may not know this, but what leads to satisfaction from food is not the calories, only the calories. It's the volume of food. And so calorie density is the amount of calories within a volume of food. So you have a hamburger that's this big, let's say a cookie that's this big and it's got 150 calories in it. And you got a salad this big, that's 150 calories in it. The salad's going to be way more satisfying to you than the cookie. Okay. Because it takes up more space. And, and there's other, and there's fiber in it and, and other things like that. So look up calorie density and let that, hopefully you don't know about that. And, and this will be a game changer for you because you can reduce the calories while keeping the same amount of food. And then you feel completely satisfied and you lose weight, but, but you're right. You got to deal with that. You're never going to be miserable and uncomfortable and, and feel deprived. You're never going to stick with that long-term. So you need to figure out a way to eat where um, you're, you feel comfortable and, and you're losing weight. Um, is keto good in your opinion? Um, I don't think keto is that great. No, I, I don't. <laughs> and I know I always say there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. But I think the big problem with keto isn't that you won't lose weight quickly. You'll, you'll lose weight quickly if you follow keto strictly. Um, but there becomes the problem. Um, keto adherence long-term is abysmally low, very low. Um, the quality of life's low in our society. So will you lose weight with keto in the short term? Sure. But will you lose weight long term with it? No, not 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 statistically. No. And so in my my opinion, what's the point then? If you're not following a plan that's set up for long term success, I don't I don't know what you would why you're doing it, you know, because there's nothing worse than losing the weight and then putting it back on. And so I don't know. It's just a steady parade of people that have been ex keto people into my program, you know. So, again, will you lose weight quickly? Yeah. But, but it, it makes no sense in the world to just not eat carbs, you know, refined carbs, cut those down. But when you start cutting out fruits and vegetables, you got to really reassess things. You know what I mean? Um, and a measure a cup of protein is more than you think. Yeah. So, so calorie density, add more fiber to your food because you're, you're not getting a fiber. I can almost guarantee it. And then protein, obviously we all know about protein though, but, um, calorie density and fiber are the ones that usually people aren't aware of. And if you get those into your, um, diet, it makes a huge difference. So, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Uh, if you have not yet go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, watch the training. It's all free. Um, read the emails I send you. Uh, the podcast is program yourself then, and, um, you can listen to any platform. So thank you so much, everyone have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.